0: Obrigado. I see Will already on my computer screen Next <laughs> Friday night. It must be 11 o'clock. And, uh, I'm going to surprise
1: you, Will. First of all, how are you doing? It's been a really good week. Um, I mean, I'm glad it's over. And yep. I look forward to this, but uh, it's been a pretty good week. Got some good I'm news. I've
0: like. i like the, I've got even better news. I'm going to shock you. Shock Watch me. Watch this. You know what? Tonight we are joined by Jessica Silvetti and E.B. Kogan of the uh, Shockheaded Peter campaign, Garth Mathams Garth of the Witch Creek Road campaign, and Samantha Branch of the Witchtober Coloring Book campaign. I noticed I never really introduced people, and that was kind of shitty. Of me.
2: <laughs> so
0: we're like 30 episodes into this, and finally the people who come in get an actual introduction. So um, That's how how organized we are. Yes. Yes. We we learn slowly. We're going to learn, but we learn slowly. Um, Welcome to Explain Yourself, the show where we have crowdfunding superstars come on to tell us about their campaigns and talk about the making, funding, and uh, reading of comics. And um, that is my... Shut up, Facebook. Um, Facebook coming in on me. And uh, it's, it's always professional, guys. Uh, d- don't worry about that. But um, if, uh, for Shockheaded Peter, if you guys were at a convention and someone was walking past your
2: booth, how would you get their attention in 30 seconds or less? Uh, we'd say, hey, do you like the movie Labyrinth? Do you like if it was smashed together with A Nightmare on Elm Street and Tim Burton sprinkled little vibes on top of it? Then you're going to like this book. Nine. All right. You have like 18 more seconds. So um... <laughs> it's about <laughs> it's about the harbinger of punishment who comes to a small town and a teenage girl who is uh, really wants to join his disturbing crusade. So that's oh, how beautiful.
0: Do it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Let's let's ride the horror train. Garth, What? how would you get somebody's attention on Witch Creek Road?
3: So I'm, I'm horrible with elevator pitches. So I would just like, I'd wait for them to like look and they'd be like, hey, do you like horror? Um, basically what I write is like love letters to horror. So okay. if you like horror movies, then you're probably someone I'd like to have coffee with. And my, my comics are hopefully something that you would enjoy reading. Um, so Witch Creek Road, Survival Horror. Um, Skinned is kind of like a slasher slash madness. Um, like Descended into Madness. Uh, yeah, that kind of thing.
0: Beautiful. Samantha, I, we are always excited when we have an artist on the panel. We're also a little angry when we have a writer artist on the panel because you're good enough to do it all. So... <laughs> We do look at you with a little bit of jealousy and anger, but ultimate respect. So uh, please tell us about your campaign. And if we look a little agitated, it's just because we're really
1: upset at how much talent you have. And we're really bad people.
3: Yeah, that's it.
4: Um, Well, like Garth, I am really bad at elevator pitches. Um, I never know what to say. And I stumble over my words all the time. But essentially, Witchtober, the coloring book, is exactly that. It's an adult coloring book. Right now, it is 20 illustrations that are all witch inspired that I drew back in October. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much all it is. I usually have a better pitch made for the comic, but this is the first time watching a coloring book and I'm really, really excited for it. But also with this campaign, I have a art book available as well. So those who don't like coloring can also just get a collection of my artwork as well.
0: That's that's You, you hit people at, at one spot or the other. I've seen your art in uh, Will Not... Do you pronounce it Will Not Bow or Will Not Bow? Will Not Bow. Will not bow. Okay. So I have seen your artwork and will not bow. I uh, will not bow. Sorry. I don't listen very well. (laughs) Extraordinary. Um, Thank you. So I'm going to put you on the spot because you said you didn't like elevator pitches. So let's get deep, dark and inside. We're going to take our time. Where did your um, art style develop? How long have you been drawing?
4: Um, it's a little cliche, but I've been drawing since I can hold pencil. I've got pictures way back of coloring and drawing. Um, but I never really got into comics until about late high school years and into college. I went to college for animation and graphics. Hmm. And I was in the animation industry for a little bit on and off, but I mostly wanted to take it to learn like my yeah. script writing and background design, character design, everything like that because I knew that I wanted to create my own story by myself, which is a lot of work, but very rewarding in the end. Um, And I drew a lot of my inspiration from Michael Turner. I first saw his work with um, the Witchblade Tomb Raider crossovers, which I'm still trying to find issues of that because I don't have any of my own. But um, yeah, that's pretty much where my inspiration came from to start comics.
0: it's it's he, He's not a bad person to be inspired by. I mean... <laughs>
4: no. I haven't heard a single person say a bad thing about him.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, no. I just... Uh, lost, lost too soon is the only thing you can say about an artist of yeah. his talent. Um, so what came... I know you said you wanted to tell your own stories, but what came first? Was the art first and you decided you wanted to be able to draw exactly what you wanted so you needed to write, or did the art allow you to tell stories that were in your head? What came first, the writing or the art?
4: Um, I'd say the art came first. I've always been drawn to the art side of things and not so much the writing. Um, I only started writing really just a year or two before I wrote the script for Will Not Bow, and that was during uh, NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month, mm. and that's when I wrote the the first draft of the script. Um, but I'd say my art came first, well, and then I kind of just built from there.
0: All right, let's, let's pick up the page and let's look at some of this yeah. art. Well, and while
1: he's doing that, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Does writer samantha get angrier at artist samantha or does artist samantha get angrier at writer samantha
4: that's a very good good question (laughs) (laughs) i've actually never thought of that before because so you have a
1: you have a
0: tranquil tranquil relationship with yourself that's nice
4: (laughs) i think Artist me hates writer me because it's so much easier to write out a scene and write in characters, but it takes way too long to draw a page. Well,
1: when I you use line understand. work like
0: this, it does. I yeah. mean, I think writer you could be like, hey, man, you don't have to put this much detail. Yeah, This is amazing. Yeah, I, I
4: get that a lot that I kind of go a little crazy with the detail, but I can't help myself. I can't stop. <laughs>
1: So were these part of, I know there are, you know, there's things like Inktober and all of these kind of, you know, like Twitter things that, that artists or inkers or letterers, you know, or artists will do. Was this something that you did specifically because it was like a, you know, one of those monthly challenges or.
4: Yeah, I did it during uh, October, which is usually when Inktober uh, is going on. But over the past I think like one or two years now, there has been a little bit of controversy with inktober itself as a event. Mm-hmm. So people have been turning it into something like drawtober or they've been Not making that. their own prompts and stuff and calling it like their own. So that's kind of what I did with this one where I wanted to do just which themed mm-hmm. drawings. Gotcha.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, um, You know, Kevin's sliding through here. You also do the coloring as well, right?
4: Uh, I did the coloring on the cover, yeah.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
0: Do you color traditionally or
4: digitally? Uh, Digitally, but I did do a little bit of test run in the coloring book itself because I actually got the physical book made up first before launching the campaign to make sure that the pages were the right quality that I wanted for the medium that people might
0: use. Was that the page I saw that... The blonde hair was colored in?
4: Or the the fire fire Um, one. That was that one. Oh,
0: I thought that was like a Rapunzel hair. I'm
2: sorry.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Out of context, there's like nothing else colored.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I'm going to, I, uh, before the show started, I told Samantha that I, I grabbed that cause my, my wife likes to just get in the Zen of adult coloring books. So I'm going to score with that. That is going be great.
5: <laughs> gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. Thank you.
0: So this year was a witch theme. Have you thought about what you'll do this next October or do you have one planned?
4: Um, I haven't been thinking about October yet. I'm actually starting to think of ideas for May because it's going to be mermaid coming up where you draw a mermaid every single day. And I, I love drawing pinups and I love drawing mermaids. So I think I'm I'm going to have a lot of fun with that month. (laughs)
0: Beautiful. I will say that I got the will not bow stickers and, and, in the last campaign. If you're looking for add-ons, these are absolutely gorgeous. They're the most intricate um, stickers I've ever gotten in a Kickstarter.
1: Yeah. What uh, what company did you use to, to get those for you, if you, if you don't mind?
4: Uh, I went with Sticker Mule. Oh, Sticker okay. Mule? Cool. Yeah. For the holographic one, though, I went with uh, Sticker. Is it Sticker App or and there's another sticker company, but I mainly go with uh, sticker Mule for my magnets and stickers and things like that.
0: Gotcha. you. You wait for the, I, I was wait for the email where something's like 90% off and yeah. buy like 50 of them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And can they get, will not bow as an add on in this campaign if they wanted to catch up on the comic series?
4: Yeah, they can get all four issues as well as the digital copies as well. So if you didn't want to pay extra in shipping and you wanted to read the story to see what was going on, then it's, it's cheaper to get the digital collection.
0: Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot. You don't have to do an elevator pitch. Uh, how would you take your time, explain that series to somebody who is new to it?
4: Um, well, Will Not Bow is a mature fantasy story about a princess named Zara. And she was born with both light magic and dark magic. And we follow her during her journey to uh, figure out who she is, what what she's meant to do. And she struggles to get control of her powers. And we watch as she becomes an outcast to her father as well as her people that she will eventually rule because they do not trust her. Mm-hmm
0: excellent so um will and i just as geniuses because we put a lot of thought and planning in this will read issue one i read witch creek road and uh this is because i did not get to will not bow this week and he did not get to witch creek road so um is the are these four issues are they um is that the full series or, or are there more episodes coming after that?
4: Um, I've been working on and off on issue five. There's going to be more um, right now as it stands. It's going to be about 40 issue series, but I'm okay. hoping to either cut it down. But at the same time, um, I brought up with my my readers and my backers from my campaigns that I might actually be switching over to novel form instead of Mm -hmm. comics just because I've started a new journey in my art career and it's Mm -hmm. been taking up a lot of my time and comics has become a little bit more stressful than I'd like it to be especially being by myself okay
0: that's interesting Um, I will say Blake uh, from the Blake's Buzz podcast said, definitely sees some Turner vibes so gorgeous for your artwork so thank you awesome so we're going to come back in a little bit but um let's let's talk some sh- I had no idea that shock-headed Peter it was something in existence when I heard about this so um Jessica EB where did you first hear of this or is this something that you've known your entire life
5: not our entire yeah. lives. I actually learned from Evie because he, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he had seen a show in London, um, like a musical, and it's based on the source material from 1848, 45, 45. Excuse me. And it's <laughs> it's just incredible. It's these cautionary tales, and each one is its own little self, you know, contained tale and he had shown it to me and there was always something we wanted to do with it and finally we like leaped in and it evolved to this but
2: yeah originally it was so this doctor wrote it for his kids because there wasn't any good cautionary tales and he wasn't he 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 wasn't feeling the grim fairy tales doctor in germany and i forget what town it was an actual medical doctor i forget what his specialty was you can look it up heinrich hoffman Psychologically in, harming children, yeah, yeah, right? no, and 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 he thought it was hilarious, apparently. The and he drew it himself, all the original For his drawings, kids. and they're they're really dark and messed up. Like, you know, uh, you know, this little boy kept on sucking his thumbs and he wouldn't listen to his parents, so Taylor showed up at his door and snipped off his thumbs. And there's a picture of the boy <laughs> with his thumbs and they're bleeding, you know, and he's like, and and that's it, that's the end of that story. And you're like, holy crap, um. And he loved it. He thought it was hysterical, but he didn't put his name on it for like the first 10 printings of it, but it got so popular. He just threw his name on. And I was doing a a year abroad in London and the Tiger Lilies, this this band was doing their junk opera adaptation of Shockheaded Peter. And I saw it and I was just like, (laughs) and it was amazing. Um, and so I, we looked it up on the book. We had it at home for years and years and years and years. And we we're like, we should do something with this. And since we come from the TV film world, we're like a oh, TV show movie, yeah. you know, how, how do we, how does that work? And we were trying to like put it together. And then we had like other voices. How about a comic book? How about a comic book? And we're like, oh, we, we don't know. We don't know how to do that. That's yeah. not gonna, we couldn't mm-hmm. for years.
5: Cause it's such a big universe and a big world and and you know it's it's this fantasy horror that it i think in the tv and in film world it was like oh that seems very very expensive so very, yeah. it was like how do we really present this vision that we have and that's when you know people were saying have you thought about you know a graphic novel or comics and it felt so intimidating to us at first because you know we're we're newer to that um but once we really started like diving in, it was like, yeah, of course this, this works. Like, it's just the perfect medium to tell the story.
2: And, and we, it's not an adaptation. We completely remat, we basically took one character, the character of Shockheaded Peter, who was just about a boy who didn't like wanna clean himself. And he let his fingernails grow super long and his hair grow all weird and shock-headed and he was just like this grimy little dude and we built this whole mythology around him and set him in this dipped fake world. And we said, what happens when this boy grown up to this man who's a vigilante for you know, horrible behavior shows up in this tiny little town? And, and it's really, for us, paying homage to the, the old book, it's a cautionary tale about tyrants and horrible, vile people who don't suffer the consequences for their actions.
5: Yeah, the, the bullies. And we think, you know, it, it definitely calls for uh, adults and like bully kids alike, but it's just been so fun to create it and yet still capture the original essence yeah. of it.
2: Like, yeah, you scrolled you scrolled across the, uh, the original images there. I know I, I animated some fire on the girl, but that was the original image. <laughs> the girl
5: who plays with matches and it's like, yeah. oh, you play with matches, you're gonna end up burning. Yeah. You know
2: <laughs> like holding a separate limb. Like this is
5: yeah, yeah. like so. All these are, are really fun. And and we do also, even though we created our own world and our own story and characters, we do also um have some of the original punishments and also you know, take some yeah. of those original characters and adapt it to our own world. But but we do have new characters as well that, that we've created. Yeah.
2: How many issues? This is uh, 40, 48 pages for this 58. first one? 58 for part one. We envision three parts for the first book. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And we have already storylines for four books.
5: Yeah. Yeah, so th- there's a lot. As, you know, it was this world at first, but it's really <laughs> become this yeah. universe, and it just kept expanding. And the story became so rich, and and we've so much enjoyed and like fall in love with our characters, and just like really just kept expanding and, and, you know, we're super excited to put out this first part and, and just really hope people will love it as much as we do to, to just (laughs) continue the the full story.
2: Even scrolling through, looking at the art from our artist, Giuseppe Sabe Di Stefano, this Italian artist in Rome, he draws such fun and almost seemingly innocent looking images. Mm -hmm. You just scroll past it and you're like, Oh, that's a person with no (laughs) eyeballs.
1: <laughs> kind of twisted um, so you, you, you mentioned the artist uh, who does your lettering for you and and the color, colors he, he did everything
5: it's all oh, he did everything. Wow. really he's amazing We are so lucky uh Giuseppe Sab Stefano he is yeah. just he really we clicked with him when we we first saw his art we we actually came across him uh, on a Facebook group. And when we saw his art, we were like, wow, that's beautiful. That's totally like the world we envision and, and the colors and the way he does his lighting. Um, and we lucked out and he's wonderful to work with. And, and yeah. yeah, and then he, you know, inks, letters, colors, all of it, all of it. Because
2: wow. I feel like the book has this vibe, almost kind of like a Terry Gilliam movie in mm-hmm. a way where so... We, we both studied theater and we come from a group that did a lot of Commedia dell'arte, right? It's so a lot of mask work, a lot of big characters. And when we write, we use a lot of stock characters in mind. So it's very big and flashy, but it's really raw, emotional. Mm-hmm. So when we saw one of these images, he had this thing about Napoleon on a horse, it's like a steampunk horse, and it was so grandiose and crazy, but it was, there was something so like raw about the emotion in the character. And it was mm-hmm. fun and kind of intense at the same time and we're like that's the world
5: yeah 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 he's been so great at just like all the because our our main uh character you know besides shockheaded peter is this teenage girl ruby and just all the emotion she's like the heart of the story and we see the world through our okay. eyes and like as we were getting our pages like i always like to say it felt like christmas you know we were so excited <laughs> to get these pages and just yeah. like just every little nuance of all the different emotions in her, in her face as she journeys, you know, yeah. um, through this book is, is really incredible.
0: And, and it's, I, I don't want to say that it's unheard of, but to have an artist who also letters this well is very rare. Like, it, mm-hmm. I was shocked when you said that your artist actually does the lettering, because the lettering is such
2: professional work. Um, oh, he'd, he'd be very happy to hear you say that. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest, I think we kind of pushed him to like, hey, can you do this? Are you okay doing this? And I think he was like, okay, I'll try.
5: But <laughs> but then he also became excited and wanted to because he also feels very proud of having this, you know, this piece that, I mean, he has done it all. Oh, so everything it's, everything
0: it's, you see, he put on the page. Yeah. yeah.
2: Except for two covers. We yeah. did two covers, and then we had two other artists do two separate the covers. The variants for who did the nightmare? Who did the nightmare? That's great. So that was uh, brought to us through our friend Ryland Grant, huh? who worked with Ringo Award-nominated artists Fabio Alvez doing inks and pencils, and Edson Ferreira doing color. Yeah, beautiful. That is nice. That is awesome. Yeah, that's
5: yeah, that's a fun one. That's... Yeah, we're
2: very excited about that one.
5: And then that's the the artist variant and if you look at it i mean it's like really beautiful colors and dreamy. but if you do notice that's <laughs> a pile of body part so
2: yeah.
5: <laughs> so yeah that's and then this other one this like our goth cover uh this artist son espina who we thought was also fantastic and this was his like oh, yeah. rendition of of a shot kind yeah,
2: so. yeah, of peter his death metal version
5: <laughs> and then like the, the reason for all these clocks is because uh, they do play a big part in in our town that we've created so you know it's a it's a clock making town so that's why you see all these clocks all
0: right um when i was going through there was the page with the spiral staircase up the the you know uh vertically up the page and then do yeah. you guys write full script and then he works within your layouts or do you just kind of yeah. tell the artist what's on the what needs to be uh on the page and he just goes crazy go nuts
2: so we should start off by saying that this is our first book our first comic or graphic novel yeah. this is our first time our first experience with this um so we we did. It was it was a lot for us to find. Is there a comic book script layout? <laughs> is there a, yeah, we went through all that yeah. crap. <laughs>
5: but, but to answer your question, we we did write it all out. We were very specific. Like once we did our homework and kind of like we realized, oh, there isn't a specific layout. It's just kind of like, how do you communicate your vision? But so we went the route of being very specific and we even like had the idea of like how many panels on each page Mm -hmm. um what would happen in each panel the page turns like where we would end and and you know if the page was odd or even but at the same time we wanted our artist to feel like he had you know room to experiment because obviously it's a collaboration so so yeah we were very specific but at the same time you know we we collaborated and if there was something he was like how about this, you know, we, we, we went with that too.
2: Because like I said, we come from writing film and TV and editing in that genre. And that, and so we have, you know, the visuals in our head. I'm not going to say we went all Alan Moore on him, (laughs) but, you know, we did write some very specific description to start. And that being said, there was a discussion going back and forth Mm -hmm if stuff would work or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, this whole thing's been like a grand adventure and also experiment because we didn't know what the hell we were doing to start. <laughs> yeah,
4: and, and,
5: you know, uh, Giuseppe, he, he asks us to call him Joe, our artist. He, Joe, Joe Joe's. um He's fantastic, I mean, because his background, you know, he comes from the world of animation as well, storyboarding, animation, and yeah. all that, but this is his first, like, big book as well. He had done- um,
2: A short story.
5: Uh, yeah, for Scout. He had done, a, a like a- Yeah, a
2: couple, of, uh, like a Christmas short story or something. Yeah. And that's how we vetted him, because we, um, so we know Charlie Stickney. Ah, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. That guy. Don't even get me started.
0: Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna torture him next week. I think <laughs> we might be able to make it in next week. Uh, we might do a little shout out that uh, White Ash is on Kickstarter a little bit later. Yeah, uh, it, but it needs we a little... we're gonna
2: give we're gonna give that guy his <laughs> props <prince> later. <laughs> yeah, but we so we asked him to kind of like, do you know this guy? Do you know who he worked with? And he kind of found the creator, and we got you know, thumbs up back. And yeah. so that's how we, because we were scared working overseas with someone who we were never going to be in touch with person, sending money. How do you, we've heard the horror story, read the horror stories of people just ghosting writers and things of that. No, sort. No, but
5: our experience has been nothing but positive and awesome. And, and yeah, and he's just yeah fantastic. So yeah, but it was even an added plus that somebody that we had a connection with had knew someone he had worked with so that was even you know even better so we
2: we did luck out
5: but yeah but again i I was just bringing that up because like we're new but even though obviously he's not a new artist this is like a new experience with a a book like this This and we're so excited for him because we think it's tremendous work and we're like you know, we think you're going to get a lot of work from this too. So just remember, we, we have two more coming, want... two more books. Yes. <laughs> we hope you like working with us. So we continue yeah. but no, uh, so yeah, we're excited for him as well, you know, for him to just blossom.
0: No, it looks, I mean, honestly, we, we were a, a little mad at Samantha for being a writer and writer and an artist. I'm a little mad at you for making a book this good your first time. So, Yeah. <laughs> and I'm already mad at Garth because I, <laughs> I just uh finished his uh, hardcover of the original Witch Creek Road. So I'm pissed at him for being able to write that. I'm just mad at everybody tonight. <laughs> it, we, it's usually positive, but I'm feeling very, uh, very impressed. And uh, no, I, I, I love the work tonight. So we're going to come back to that again. Uh, Garth, I promised not to do too much to embarrass you tonight, but. <laughs> I am going to tell the truth. When uh, Witch Creek Road came out on Kickstarter for the first issue, um, I saw it and and somehow we got into communication. I was like, all right, yeah, let's check this out. And I read issue one and I was like, ooh, this is a scary goddamn comic book. (laughs) Um, I like horror comic books. They rarely scare me. They usually uh, excite me. I, I, I read them as thrillers but witch creek road is actually terrifying so thank you for terrifying me with a comic i did sleep less last night so no thank you there but you stuck the landing this is i think my favorite horror comic book i have ever read um so great job and what is skinned
3: so like skinned is kind of like season two Um, so Witch Creek Road was like I started uh, I'll just give some history Uh, my the first thing I ever did was The Living Finger which is basically like cheesy b-horror movie in comic comic book format and my plan A was uh, indie publisher plan B was Kickstarter plan C was like self-publishing just depending on what I could do and I, I should have just like gone straight to Kickstarter, but I I got it published through an indie publisher. And the problem is when you're new and no one knows who you are, no one buys it because it's like the diamond magazines or whatever, they're really thick. Mm-hmm. And so with Witch Creek, Witch Creek Road, I kind of like went the opposite route of, I just wanted to get in front of as many people as I could so I wanted to use Kickstarter. And then between Kickstarters, I would put the pages and stuff online on Webtoons and Tapastic. And between issue two and issue three, we ended up getting picked up by Webtoons. And then they started making it like one of their featured comics mm-hmm. where I couldn't publish anymore for like a year and a half, which right. is fine because I went from... Like, I I was doing really well on Webtoons uh, in the initial thing. It was like I got up to about 18,000 subscribers, which was way more than I ever thought. And then once I became featured, it went into the hundreds of thousands. So there was a huge advantage. And the only disadvantage was the fact that I couldn't publish for a year and a half. And I don't even remember. Oh yeah, the question was what is skinned. So <laughs> skinned, but no. The, you, <laughs> the the history is
0: exciting to me because we have a, readers watch this and other comic creators watch this. So I do want to get into webtoons because our friends Cat and Phil, which I know they worked with you a little bit, have have done some stuff. So we we want to get into that too because we I, I'm totally ignorant of publishing on webtoons. Um, yes,
3: me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like, I I can tell you whatever you want to know. But (laughs) uh, Skinned was season two. And the thing with Skinned is that I actually started it before Witch Creek Road. And it was what I would call like my cursed project because I went through like four different artists. And Mm. I eventually, when I was on artist number four on Skinned, I started doing Witch Creek Road on the side with Keenan. And Keenan was so amazing. And every time I got one of his pages, I was so impressed that that eventually became my focus. And then mm-hmm. when Skinned eventually fell apart again, it didn't hurt because I had this other amazing project I could focus on. Mm-hmm. And then once we got through season one, we needed to do season two. And so that became the primary story of season two. And it did change a little bit for Webtoons. And so the Kickstarter is more like the original intention mm-hmm. with some of the stuff taken out that was added in because of Webtoon requests.
1: Well, I, ha- so, I have a question for you. You yeah. said you went through a few artists. Were you hitting them with those first four pages of uh, Witch Creek Road, the, the first one. Oh, no. <laughs> like,
3: the Witch Creek Road is only Keenan. So these <laughs> guys, they never had to deal with the, like the 24-paddle page these ones were all like. I, I really six. wanted to see Samantha's reaction to a 24 panel page. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Do, do, Samantha, do
0: you write yourself anything like that?
4: No, I don't think I'm crazy enough to do that. <laughs>
0: so here's what I'll say in Garth's defense. It is crazy. And yet it is exactly what those four pages need for the story um I when I first opened the book I looked at it and I was like wow and then I read the four pages and I was like yep that is what this needed so um Keenan uh may have cursed you but once he finished he realized uh there was a method to the madness
3: and in my defense I told him like you can draw one panel and copy and paste as uh-huh. needed but he didn't he just drew like new panels for every single one
0: yeah so it's yeah. it's a it's a' Basically, is it one day a page or are there multiple days per page?
3: They I, the four pages takes place, I think it's about two weeks. So, okay. so there are a, many
0: there are many ones where it's waking up at 7 a.m., many, you know, cheerleading after yeah. prime. So the it's just kind of showing the the minutiae of a young lady's life and making the audience absolutely Uh, care and love for a character that you've already seen as in the clutches of the monsters of the piece. Thanks a lot, Garth. Really appreciated (laughs) that.
3: (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yes, that's Uh, the the season one one right there. Yeah. Uh,
0: Before I opened it up, uh, Will, can you put Blake's comment up and and
1: read it? Sure. So, uh, Blake says I read Witch Creek Road because Kevin referred. It's epic. Really want that yearbook edition. Thanks, Blake.
3: (laughs) Nice. Well thanks, thanks Kevin.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? I I just if a if a book is this good, I I just want people to know about it. You know, it's it's all it's all we can do because and it's selfish. The better the indie comics are, the more people will go buy indie comics. And then eventually maybe one of them will be one of the other uh, five of us on the screen. Well, six of us on the screen, actually, but <laughs> five uh, boxes. So it's very selfish when you run into an indie book this good. You you shout its praises. And I'm going to talk about that guy, Charlie Stickney. Yeah, <laughs> When I read White Ash, I was like, holy shit, this is great. That I mean, I knew that guy was nice or whatever, but he can <laughs> fucking write. So, you know, like, it's just shout out the great ones because the more indie comic books impress people, the more comic shops are going to take sh- a shot on the next, you know, uh, what was the, the finger, you your finger uh, book? I, I Yeah, The I, Living Finger. The Living yeah. Finger, you know. <laughs> Seven years from now, if there are nine Witch Creek roads, maybe the Living Finger wouldn't be ignored by comic shops. But yeah. you know, you just did that one first, unfortunately.
1: Well, yeah, and a, and a rising tide, you know, for indie comics will raise all of us creators. I mean, mm-hmm. it's what do you call it? Selfish giving. Yeah, greedy giving. Greedy giving. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: Put put good in the world with the um, the uh, the plan that it's going to fucking come back. Got That's right. <laughs> Not because you want to make people feel
2: good because it's got to come back. Angry karma. Yeah, um, angry karma. I'd put that on a shirt. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? You you put it out there. You sell it. I
0: just want you. send me
2: one.
1: Just like I've in horror your, movies. Yeah. Just like in horror movies, Kevin. There we go. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
0: Charlie Charlie reached out and said, I've got some friends, you got room on the show. And I looked at the campaign, I said, if they make books like this, I've got room on the show. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: <laughs> uh, so
0: weird. is is um, would all of Skinned be as long as season one, Witch Creek Road? Is, are you planning to have a yearbook length uh, book for that when you're done?
3: It's not going to be as long and it won't be like a yearbook Um, my with witch creek road because it was set with like high school kids Mm -hmm. um i always wanted to lean into that yearbook theme Mm -hmm. Um, whereas skinned is definitely kind of like a a different animal and i don't think it would lend itself to like a yearbook style Mm
0: -hmm.
3: it won't be quite as long but it'll still be a bit more than 100 pages
0: okay no i'm I'm really excited and is I got the sense that Keenan is doing the art on this one as well, but I didn't is yeah. who's what's the full team
3: it's uh like for this it's me Keenan and uh Anna who does the coloring okay um most of the book will be black and white, but she'll be doing the covers and that for the coloring
0: okay um and do you have a letter on the piece or I do the lettering you do the lettering,
3: okay? All right, one-stop
0: shop for everybody, uh, basically on the lettering. Um, no, I mean everything looked good, so I think you guys are set. I uh, I do for anybody watching uh, that's new. I do very much recommend getting a professional letterer or somebody on your team who can do it because it's it's the most the most bang for your buck in a comic book. But if you have an artist yourself. Or yourself, I should say, who can letter? That's that's really bang for the
2: buck.
3: <laughs> yeah, my my main reason for me was like cost cutting, uh, but mm-hmm. also I kind of wanted to edit up till the end. And mm-hmm. when you're doing the lettering, you can be like, okay, well, this doesn't quite fit here the way I wanted it to, or maybe this might look better here. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like a self-serving purpose, um, but. Yeah, I, I find it very relaxing to letter.
1: Yeah, you know, you're not the the first person to tell us that. I mean, I've I, I've taken the class from Comic Experience, and I can passably letter. It's not good, uh, but it's it gets the job done. Um, but to do lettering like like you guys do Mm-mm. is is amazing. It would take me like weeks to probably do a page, and that's just not going to happen. But uh our friend clay adams um mentioned that he he finds it very relaxing too uh, he does uh dead skins uh oh franken uh red
0: red red xmas red xmas blazing, blazing. sword of frankenstein blazing blazing, blazing sword mm. of frankenstein yeah pow yeah i want to show one page from the original witch creek uh that that you lettered and oh wow there it's it's an entire page where the characters are driving to this cabin and he just follows and creates the drive with the lettering. I was so impressed when I read that. I'm more impressed knowing that you did it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I love this book. I, I, I don't want to, you know, embarrass you, but it's, uh, it, it needs to be said. It's just a tremendous, tremendous horror book. Um, and I'm excited. I'm very excited for more. So. Um, how long does everybody have on the campaigns? I didn't do a very good job of scouting. Uh, are you guys all right at the beginning of the campaigns? This
3: mine's done on Tuesday. You're, Oh, you're, you're in and out. Okay. And
0: fully funded. Correct. Yep. All right. All right. Good, good. I was going to get mad at people. Um, (laughs) how about shock headed Peter? How long do we have on, on Uh, that one? We got about 20 days left. All right. Nice. And Samantha. I've got about
4: eleven
0: days left. Eleven days. All right. Yeah. So are we're in the uh, we're in we're in the end run first Skinned, and we're in the uh, terrible uh, mid mid all of the two. How are you? It's your first campaign. How are you taking um, the uh, the dip in the
2: middle of the campaign? Were you ready for it? Were you warned? Yes,
0: we were warned. We,
2: we were warned. We've yeah. been yeah. We've been. Uh, Uh, like Obi-Wan Kenobi'd by, uh, you know, uh, a a few folks, one of them being that guy, Charlie Stickney. That guy. (laughs) That who's definitely forewarned us about some pitfalls Mm -hmm. here and there. And um, so we we were prepared, but it still doesn't detract from, you know, the feeling where you're like your initial campaign high and you're like, yeah, we did it. We're going to make $100 million. (laughs) Brandon Sanderson, here we come.
0: (laughs) There is a. Have you seen Kick Track yet? Have you heard about Kick Track? Did you go there the the first day? Did what? Did you go there the first day? No. Uh, No. No. Because it would have said,
2: "Uh, you're on pace to make $75,000
0: but that's the best time to go. (laughs) I don't know. It is such a wonderful algorithm once you're about 15 days into the campaign, but day one, it, it hasn't learned. And it's just like, it's beautiful. You're like out there buying yourself a Corvette on day one, (laughs) you know, like yeah, you're going to make $130,000. You know, you've made 6,000, you're going to make 130,000. Like so do not spend the money on Kick Track that right. Kick Track tells you, but go check it out because you can in your head uh have some fun.
1: Well, you know, and I'll I'll say I know you were warned, but it's still soul crushing, right? <laughs>
5: <laughs> well the thing sometimes with like social media posts it feels like you're yelling out and you're like is anyone seeing this hello hello is anyone?" you know so sometimes we're just liking each other's posts we're yeah. like wow well, okay great I like yeah. your, you know I'm so like, it feels I, funny
2: i know i'm connected it says i'm connected to a thousand people here but we just talk to each what other. Is, like, you
5: know, <laughs> that was a, that was great. Yeah. Thumbs up. You know?
2: Then my favorite is like, Oh, uh, it, it's the algorithm doing <laughs> it. It's gotta be the algorithm. Yeah. So, yeah. And,
0: and it's, uh, I, I see a lot of people on, and at the beginning of my journey within crowdfunding, I felt this way too of like, uh, I'll hear someone say, I hate hearing my own voice right now. And what they haven't heard is, you know, you end, let's say you end on a Tuesday, that email on Wednesday. So when is your Kickstarter coming? And you're like, I have been the most obnoxious person for 30 <laughs> days. You know, so it, you can never talk about it enough or too much because there's always somebody waiting for it that has just somehow not been on yeah. Twitter or Facebook or Instagram when you're talking about it. And you know what? I think everybody, not, not a, everybody doesn't get it, but everybody who would support your book gets
4: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Samantha, how many, how many campaigns have you done on Kickstarter? Is this number five or six or.
4: Um, I think it's. <laughs> four, but I had one unsuccessful one.
0: Okay.
4: Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: that is okay
1: yeah
4: yeah
0: me too
1: that's my it's about
0: one. it's about <laughs> learning it's about yep. learning um i have a question if, for yeah.
3: samantha if if that's okay please mm-hmm. um so you mentioned like you're thinking about moving to novels um, yeah. have you thought about bringing on like a different artist to like kind of take over the art duties and you just write um yeah, I guess that's my question. <laughs> um,
4: I've kind of thought about it, but it comes down to money. Um, I feel like with my campaigns, I try to make it um, as cheap as possible, especially in the shipping and stuff for, for backers. Yeah. Um, and I had an artist working with me, actually. He did the coloring for issues two and three. And then it was only in issue four that I actually took on everything myself mm-hmm. and it may, mostly came down to cost um because even after kickstarters i still had to pay a little bit out of pocket i think mm-hmm. issue three was the only one where i saw maybe a little bit of profit mm-hmm. but um yeah like I, I thought about bringing on another artist but i've also been talking with a few people and uh mick byers you've had him on here before yeah. for like uh queen of mars and mm-hmm. roved out um, he's been a pain in my butt
3: <laughs> since day
4: one because he keeps bugging me and I and Charlie too. He's like that that little voice in Mick's ear to be like, Hey, you should convince her to keep going with comics. Don't let her go into novels. So every day I get a message from Mick being like, So how's issue five coming? Like but no. um well, I've also he been
0: did... Charlie did comment, Will Not Bow is an awesome series. So um <laughs> So you, you, you got that guy's endorsement uh, publicly. So go ahead. Charlie
4: Charlie's the one that made me do my first Kickstarter in the first place. Like nice. I wasn't going to do Kickstarter. The first issue was out of pocket. Um, I was doing a lot of local conventions and stuff and trying to get the name out that way. But mm-hmm. I met Charlie and Connor on Twitch. Same with Mick. Pretty much around the same time. So I've pretty much been in contact with them since the very beginning. And then Charlie yeah, convinced me to go into onto mm-hmm. Kickstarter. But for the uh, switching from comics to novels, I've also been contemplating doing a light novel. I've never heard that term before until recently, but it's, it's a novel, but with illustrations in it. So instead of having it all sequential pages, maybe for each chapter, I can do a cover page kind of thing, or mm-hmm. I can have like a little bit of scattered Images throughout just to kind of make the world come together more.
1: Well, you know, if that slacker Mick is mm-hmm. probably mm. listening, if uh, if he'll ever, you know, because the campaign only ended like a day or two ago, if he'll ever send me my stuff, yeah,
4: <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. I think he just put the money and ran, really. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, you did a cover for him, uh, so and I was that's one of the things that I backed was your cover, so I, I mean, I. Do you plan on doing perhaps more covers for other projects or, you know, to keep your kind of hand in comics?
4: Yeah, I would love to keep doing covers and stuff. And it's been the biggest dream of mine to work for Aspen Comics and to follow in Michael Turner's shoes. Um, But, yeah, I would love to keep doing some covers for other projects and companies
0: cool. Yeah, I I just showed for we do this as a a live show and a podcast. So sorry for the uh, podcast listeners. Uh, You don't get to see it. But you can go to you can go to the campaign, uh, which tober coloring book and see I there is no doubt in my mind that you could get a very nice income doing covers. There is no doubt in my mind looking at the work that you put up.
4: Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and in fact, so after
4: the Nick show,
1: pay you more. <laughs> <laughs> on, after the on. show, don't
2: don't don't go anywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a book coming out real soon now.
2: <laughs> hey Samantha, can I ask you a question? You you had mentioned about meeting them on Twitch. Yeah. Was curious, was that for a comics thing, or how how, how did that transpire? Because I'm just wondering if there's what type of comics community is on Twitch.
4: Um. It's not a big community, but there is a lot of really great artists over on Twitch. Uh, Connor Hughes, who does the art for White Ash, he streams Really the there talent and- of the
0: book. The talent of the book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Finram oh, yeah. he- and Connor Hughes are the talent of the book. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. spade a spade here.
4: He carries <laughs> the team, for sure. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, same with Mick. He works on on his projects and stuff on twitch and i occasionally jump on as well and sometimes we do like a multi-stream where either me and mick are streaming together or even all three of us have done it a couple times as well but um yeah there's a lot of really creative indie comics that do and they do like uh webtoons and kickstarters and Hmm. all that stuff and that's awesome okay cool yeah I know Jim Lee, I think he uh, streams a few times as well on Twitch, so. Okay. Yeah, nobody cares what that guy
0: does. <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> I, I know Charlie, yeah, definitely used to, well, I, I saw even during this Kickstarter, he was pushing people to check out the, the Twitch, but I think Connor just puts the camera up and just draws, and if someone comes on, he just kind of has a conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's what you do as well in your time, or did you just, or were you just watching Twitch and, and became a Twitch artist?
4: Um, Honestly, I don't know which came first. Like, I don't know if I was streaming and then like Mick or somebody had come into my stream and then pointed me in the direction of them as well. Um, But yeah, it's, I used Twitch myself as a a way to keep myself accountable Mm -hmm. because when I first got into comics, I would make the first two pages and then I'd scrap it and be like, nope, I'm not good enough. I need more practice, all the excuses in the book. And then I got onto Twitch and started developing a community and people expecting me to go on, on there and working on pages and actually being, you know, productive on it yeah. and getting further into the book, not just repeating the same page over and mm-hmm. over. And so I really used Twitch as a tool to kind of create a studio-like environment. Right. And Mick and Connor streams are kind of like that, where it's very chill. They would have music or whatever on in the background and people popped in great. And if nobody wanted to chat, that's fine. They just sat there and worked. And yeah, everybody was just creating. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, and. Sure. I-
0: Charlie says, "No argument for me. Connor's 100 percent the real talent." And, and
1: At least this he's might honest. this might be a first. I uh, we've got Connor on. Hey, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Connor.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Connor, uh,
0: I, I think we may have uh, some some White Ash going on next week. If you happen to be available, we'd love to love to hear the the art side of White Ash. If you can make it. Um, so th- that is a brilliant strategy to keep yourself, um, you, you know, going. Garth, how do you keep yourself working on the books? And then um, I, I'm going to ask uh, the Shocketta team as well. Like, how do you keep uh, getting this work done?
3: Like deadlines mainly. <laughs> like when we were with Webtoons, we had to produce at a certain rate. Mm-hmm. So it was really just like yeah, having to meet those deadlines. And uh, that's pretty much it. Like if How you pages have...
0: a week with would webtoons or panels. I know I know webtoons has a special format. How much do you have to deliver to web webtoons, say a week or a month?
3: It was mainly like we would try to do the episodes ahead of time. So the like the the seasons were about 20 to 25 episodes and each episode was about you know six to let's say eight eight pages average they were between six which was the really low one to Mm. 11 Mm. but eight pages average and keenan was giving me about like four pages a week wow wow so yeah we we he, we would get as much done before the season launched, and then he would just continue working throughout. And once the season ended, um, we would just keep going and just try to build up as much as we could. Now that we're not on webtoons, because uh, we only did the four seasons, now we're just kind of like going back and doing kind of uh, director cuts mm-hmm. of the the different seasons.
0: So, uh, Connor Hughes wrote, I think I found your channel at random or, or via Mick. Uh, Mick had been streaming for a while, so that's how the, the Twitchers got together. So, you guys write Shockheaded Peter together. Um, h- how is that process? What who is is somebody like the detail person and somebody's the big idea person? How do you write it?
2: First, I'm... one of us needs to get a bat to defend ourselves. <laughs> <laughs>
5: and... Sorry. No, I... In all seriousness, we we've actually been collaborating for a while, and um, I think it's a lot of people are like, "How do you do it?" Because we're we're also married, so I think a lot of people are like, "How how have you guys survived?" You know, but we've actually been collaborating for like 15 years, so yeah, about Basically, yeah. So I think it's just part of how we we communicate, yeah. and and I think like we each like. Well, I think it's I we know. also do
2: different things because like when we first started, we first started out as actors and we were acting. We met at an audition. That's basically how we met. And then we decided to try to make our own stuff. And mm-hmm. she would direct and I learned how to shoot a camera. So I would be the DP and she'd be the director. So we we would work on different, you know, levels. Like
5: balance each other out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
2: so I do a lot of film editing for day job, you know, and so like I'm cutting a project for her right now. So, like, not, I think if we were just only writing, always writing together, yeah, there might be, like, tension built. And not to say that there isn't, but that happens with any creative team. I think the fact that we have different jobs at different times kind of, like you said, balances it out. Well,
5: because sometimes, like, you know, we're definitely writing together. But if, for instance, like, he's on another job, then I take the brunt of it. Or if I'm on another job, then, you know, he'll take the brunt of it. And then we come together so and and obviously after so much time we just speak this, the same language so we really you know that is also helpful um, just like we can communicate very openly and and you know and be very sincere about yeah. about like oh okay like this is great maybe this needs more heart or you know this needs to be edgier and and we just when we come together i think we find
2: cuz because when we write separately, we have very different styles. Yeah, as opposed to when we work on something <laughs> we together, we
5: write together. Something like just more eccentric and crazy yeah. and wild comes <laughs> comes together. Like my mom's always like, "You guys are crazy. What's up yeah. with you?" But yeah, so that's kind of the wildness comes out. So, but so you push
0: fun. each other in in the right way. It sounds like.
5: Yeah, I, I, think, so. Yeah. I think so. I think
0: so. I I read Wes Anderson say once that. Um, him and owen owen wilson when they they write that when wes kind of doesn't think everything that something's perfect that owen is he he talks to him and he he kind of starts off real quiet and slow and tells him and he, he says when owen doesn't like that he's just real meaning just crosses my stuff out <laughs> and just writes something else so he's like i
1: don't yeah. know what that means about us but that's yeah. how we work <laughs> yeah it's funny uh my wife's a graphic designer uh and she kind of helped out on doing some things for one campaign. And it was from her standpoint horrible because she is very organized, a perfectionist, mm-hmm. and I'm not. She had to, she had to get down <laughs> in the muck with you? Well, she's like, you have to make these decisions. I'm like, well, just, just make it look good. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was horrible. She's like, I can't work with you anymore. So <laughs> Okay, dear, it's all right. I'll I'll figure it out. So
0: I'm ga- I'm going to ask a crazy question. I noticed Jessica that you were at NYU. Can I ask when? Because that's where my wife went.
5: Uh Let's just say early early aughts. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a she, while.
0: She graduated in one. So
5: okay, okay. What which school was she at?
0: She was in the communication school. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she went, she did Stella Ad she tried to do Stella Adler acting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh found out that she wasn't she wasn't into the life of dealing with rejection every day. <laughs> uh went to Pace Community College and then went to NYU for two years. So well, I, uh Neil Diamond's uh talked at her graduation. That's all I know.
5: Oh wow. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I was at Tish. Um so she was at Tish at first too. She was at Stella Adler probably. Mm-hmm. And I was in the Meisner department because you know I, I study theater. But it's funny because each school has like their own um, speaker. I actually had um, Ang Lee speak at, at mine, so it was wow. kind of, yeah, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I loved it, and I still have a lot of friends from NYU. Um, and you know, we're we're living in LA, and a lot of them came out to LA, so it it is a a great community that. We've maintained and all of them because we've been together so long are like, wait, yeah. didn't he go to NYU too? And no, I'm like, They no. don't ask
2: that. They're just like, Oh yeah, and you were there. Yeah,
5: I'm they, like, no, just, I went to Michigan. <laughs> I
2: didn't have to go to school with you.
0: They've I,
5: superimposed I, him in our <laughs> memories. So
0: I let her put her NYU alumni sticker on my car. I need to yeah. get, you know, just a little bit of the runoff of the the nice education. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah.
2: Yeah. No, the alumni is great. I always, yeah. I, not to go on too far into tangent, but I always tell people, like, if your kids are going to school or if you're going to school, like, and you know what you want to do, find, like, the alumni base that's the most supportive because that lifts so many people up in so many mm-hmm. industries. Um, it's, I mean, it's a tough thing to judge beforehand, you know, Right. but to have, like, her alumni base has been so helpful to me, mm-hmm. you know, it just, and it's been amazing, but
0: yeah. Well, you had said you do editing. I was blown away by your Kickstarter video. It oh, was cool. thank you. Absolutely incredible. Everybody, when you go to the page, I'm normally a 15 seconds and out on the Kickstarter videos. I, it helps you get a, a good idea what the the book is, and, uh, and and then I go down and read. But it was it's a very entertaining, gorgeous, extraordinarily edited Kickstarter video. Thank
2: so you. Everybody, yeah. check it out. I knew we took a, a, a risk going a bit long and cutting it like a film trailer mm-hmm. in a way, because we were like, this is, this, we've had this story. We're like, we're just going to focus on story. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, that's what, how I know how to tell that. How I know how to edit? So I'm just going to do it and see what comes out. And then we just, it was like, what if we just start to, I think I know I can mess with green screen and screw around and let's try to bring these to life a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, my God, I can't remember why. There was a reason why I decided to do that. We saw something. Why did I start to animate? What did we see? Well, I
5: think we might have seen – I mean, we were trying to do our homework, too, and, and looking at a lot of different campaigns that have Shoot, had su- it's gonna success. It's going to come to me. But I, I think it might have been another campaign as well. or Maybe. Um, there was something I saw, in like, i
2: try that. And then it just
1: uh, – We'll mm-hmm.
0: Beetlejuice them again. Charlie's always has really awesome Kickstarter videos. Oh yeah. Uh, M. K. Palmer, oh. who does the Meraki, has gorgeous, gorgeous
2: Kickstarter videos. Oh um, yeah, but it was the wide dash video because okay. they have the move, the panning, and the moving in the back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna try to do that, and I'm like, oh, I can't do exactly that, yeah. but I can do this, and that's yeah. how it came. Yeah. No. Thank so. you. You helped me remember.
0: No. <laughs> More, more, more than my pleasure. We we joke about Charlie because he is like the most likable guy in comics. That everybody comes on here and says something nice about him because he deserves it. But it gets old too because yeah, everybody likes Charlie Stickney. Yeah, he's a great writer. He's really nice to
1: everyone.
0: Uh, you know.
1: So, yeah. um, uh, Samantha, did you have? Formal training for art? Did you go to art school, or is this all? Are you all self-taught? Um,
4: um, well, I'd always try to take any art classes in like high school and stuff. But after high school, I did go into animation.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, you and, mentioned that. And did earlier. a bit of
4: studying mm-hmm. there. Yeah, but a lot of it is like self-taught. Doing comics and stuff. A lot is a lot of it self-taught, and. But,
0: was the Michael Turner stuff the stuff that got you into comics? You said you got into it like late high school. It was.
1: It was okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. Well, uh, Garth, uh, what about you? Um, I mean, writing, uh, writing degrees or?
3: I I did a double major with um, English literature and creative writing. Oh, cool. But then I did absolutely nothing with it yeah. uh, until, until now. Like, yeah. I'm an, <laughs> I'm
1: an English major who works in technology during the day. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, i didn't get the creative uh, writing part dang it i should have done that
0: (laughs) so it is looking at 1204 we've gone through each campaign i want to thank everyone for coming i know that out on the west coast it might be dinner time uh so if you guys are getting hungry uh what we do at this point we do one last elevator pitch unless you stink at it and then you can talk a little bit longer because that's okay we don't want anyone uncomfortable um (laughs) We're going to talk about the campaigns just one more time, real quick, and then what Will and I do is we talk about some of the campaigns from creators who've been on previously who are still live. We're going to do this for everybody except for Garth. Garth, you don't get the uh, the second shout out, I don't think. But
1: um, sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> I'll sh-
0: I'll shout you out on Twitter uh, because
1: I, I do love the book. Well, um, we might we might raise a glass to you next week and congratulate you on funding. Yes. um
0: you may hang with us and look at the uh listen to the campaigns and if you know about them and if you're if you're on the east coast tired you can go to bed if you're on the west coast and hungry you can go get something to eat um your your uh responsibility to explain yourself is over everything else you bring is bonus so thank you guys very much samantha one more time which which tober coloring book and art book uh um you said you wouldn't you just kind of wait for people to look at how long is the art book how many pages i don't think we uh, brought that um up.
4: the art book is going to be 40 pages double sided okay. oh
0: beautiful. and it's going to be in color yeah nice. nice yeah and the the art from that is will not bow and other things is there a theme to the art book
4: I'm trying not to have too much will not bow stuff in it. I think later on down the line, I'd like to make just a will not bow only art book. Um, But a lot of it ranges from my tattoo designs to uh, thumbnails and sketches for cover designs or print designs. And um, a lot of sketches for like studies and stuff like hands and feet and gestures and stuff like that.
0: Very cool. All right, Garth. Uh, one more time on skinned.
3: Yeah, so skinned, um, like I said, they're they're like love letters to horror movies, but in with skinned, it's about two sisters who each go mad but in different ways and follows each of their kind of like descents into madness. Beautiful. And uh, for all the naughty little boys and little girls, let's
0: talk <laughs> about Shockheaded Peter one more time.
5: Um, so once again, it's a fifty-eight-page graphic novel, a fantasy uh, horror,
2: a fucked-up fairy tale. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> that. <laughs> do, make that yeah. a shirt? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. It's, it's like the twisted stepchild of Willy Wonka mixed with Freddy Krueger, yeah.
5: and a deranged fairy godmother that comes to town. You know, that's <laughs> kind of the way we think of of Shockheaded Peter too,
0: and just uh, uh, incredible art. I. Uh, I got a Sam Keith vibe from it, and uh, uh, just it's very cool and, and interesting stuff. So awesome. everybody, thank you so much. We're going to do our shout-outs now. This is um, where it
1: goes off the rails. It does go <laughs> off the rails. It's late.
0: It's tired. We don't do a whole lot of preparation for this part. Before We're, we do
1: the shout-outs for last uh, the c- campaigns that are still running, let's. Uh, we've got some friends. Uh, that guy. That guy, the guy, uh, White Ash is running right now. Uh, the White Ash Ash Deluxe Edition, there's a very nice cover by a certain Connor Hughes. Uh, it is running and it's doing gangbusters. So, congrats Mm -hmm. to Connor and Finn and Charlie and Mick. Uh, the the book's doing great, but you can check that out at uh, White Ash Deluxe Edition on Kickstarter. And then uh, our friend Rob Multari. Uh, night wolf one through six uh the urban fantasy werewolf uh, coming of age drama and there's i grabbed snowpaw, snowpaw with a great is. cover by mog park yes
0: so i grabbed snowpaw snowpaw is a character in Nightwolf, so uh you i, I was so proud of myself i found anything I, I, I will and i are the two least organized people in the history of the world so if i found anything i was
1: excited um and then finally, finally we. And so, yeah. And Rob's uh, campaign is doing uh, doing well as well. So uh, uh, then we've got uh, sacrifice. Um,
0: Laurent Valls Jr. This is um, a story of uh, basically uh, God is dead. The demons and the angels are fighting over Earth and they do a uh, They're the The demons are trying to do a ritual sacrifice that will bring hell to earth and uh they sort of finish it uh the baby is uh given whatever the dark dark magic is but um they don't finish it by killing the baby so the baby gets to grow up and satan or lucifer doesn't come to earth until that baby dies so we meet that baby as an adult and laurent has an idea for uh where that goes tongue-in-cheap fun horror thriller Uh, with some nice goofball and some great, great uh, monster creations. Very awesome design. So those are all running, and we uh, think we're going to have at least some of the creators from those on in the next couple weeks. So we wanted to give them a a shout-out. All
1: right, and look away. There's about to be some marketing. Uh, (laughs) Crossover Division Number 4 will be coming to Kickstarter in uh, May. So if you want to check it out, you can... Uh, actually, go to crossoverdivision.com slash KS or slash Kickstarter and sign up to be notified on launch. The KS and stands mar- for Kickstarter It's just
0: spelled badly. I can't spell. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Crossover Division is awesome, Will. Good luck. I, I know it's very stressful a month out, so uh, I hope you're doing doing well on that. <laughs> Ignacio says, I'm doing the epilogue for Cthulhu Invades Wonderland with a Brian Hawkins script. Wow. Nice. Very, Very cool. cool. Uh, to explain yourselves, alumni wor- uh, working together on an anthology. That's beautiful. All right. So, um, yeah, this is where it gets real bad. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Um, let's see. Uh, Nine Crow. Uh, Dora Mitchell, writer, artist, letter extraordinaire. Um, this is psychological horror, young lady, uh, living in kind of, a uh, backwoods type town, uh, that some other young ladies keep disappearing in. And, uh, just her, her lead character investigates and gets enthralled and encircled and, uh, that that's all we got. Just extraordinary artwork and psychological horror.
1: And I finally found the link for it, so there nice. we go. <laughs> and it's nine crow, one word, if you're searching yes. for it on Kickstarter. We have... Uh,
0: Cthulhu Invades Wonderland. Which Ignacio just brought up. This yep. is the Elder Gods invading Dorothy. Uh, well, Dorothy was... Oz was the first anthology, which I'm sure you can pick up, but Wonderland is Alice's. So it's just mixing and matching two public domains. Uh, Elder Gods going against uh, Alice and Tweedledee and Tweedledum, I'm assuming. Did you know that um, they say that Lewis Carroll created Wonderland as a joke on algebra? No, I did not know that. There is a theory that Wonderland is him making fun of the invention of algebra because he thought it was just horseshit. (laughs) <laughs> and he, wonderland has different parallels with what he thought uh algebra being uh, a magic math that he didn't think should exist and it's his answer to it look it up it's it's a i mean i'm not smart enough in math to, i'm not smart enough at all but especially in math uh but it's an interesting insight so i i was gonna bring that up last week and i i forgot about it so right. better late than ever i say uh
1: next up i've got god
0: slayers episode one Nice. Uh, Gage the Wolf, a, a real super nice guy, Dungeon and Dragons aficionado, who it was just incredibly excited. He got his original character drawn for him, and then he decided it looked so good that he wanted to make a comic book, and he got a team together. It's his first ever comic book. Uh, super great guy, uh, just excited to make books, and Slayer is his his first entry into making comics. So uh, God bless people. whose first comic book is talked about on Explain Yourself. That's right.
1: (laughs) Okay, next up, we've got Magic Powder, which uh, ends, I think, April 3rd. And God Slayers ends April 2nd, so it ends tomorrow.
0: And I saw uh, Jeff said today Magic Powder had 199 backers, and he was just salivating to get to 200, and it is at 202 backers so nice. he broke the 200 backer mark which is extraordinary and uh those three backers 199 to 202 explain yourself bump bon. that's right Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> um no that is a crime noir it's the wire kind of the wire in uh tolkien's uh fairy tale land and uh just just a fun fun cool book with i mean we've been really really um lucky with the artwork on the books lately has just been fantastic. And uh magic powder is one of them.
1: And then last up is, uh, Clothulu is hard to spell and pronounce. Yes. Right. Just spell is. but, <laughs> uh, volume three. So, uh, that's our uh, old pal, Russell, no healthy who, uh, has got a, uh, ginormous, yeah. uh, anthology of, uh, Cthulhu uh, interacting with uh,
0: the mythic the gods, gods this time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a war, the mythic gods against the elder gods. And, you know, I, I think we're rooting for Zeus uh, in this one, to be honest, because I, I think I'd rather a perv be in charge than somebody <laughs> who wants to eat me. Yeah, um,
5: exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you if you got a vote, a uh, lesser of two evils.
2: Okay. Is- <laughs>
1: And also, um, I think we should probably shout out uh, Aurora and the Eagle was funded uh, just this mm. past week. Uh, so congrats to Ashley. Broken and Trident. Also Broken Trident. as another yeah. one. Uh, and uh, Tales think, from the Collective uh, well, yeah, funded Danny.
0: today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, it's fabulous. Guys, thank you for uh, joining us. Everybody in the chat, thank you for coming out. And uh, everybody, you have a wonderful night.
5: Thank you. Thank you, you, guys, thank so, you so much. Thank you.